This is the best of investing on AM 1220 KDOW, the show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown. And my co-hosts, Mark Honf and Nam Fon, are not here today, but we do have our other special co-host, Mary Jo LaFay. And our phone number is 888-912-1190. You're going to use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate given away during the show. And the certificate's not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. Today's trivia theme is general trivia. Our special guest today we have on the phone is Karen Sparks, who is a certified divorce financial analyst. I got that right, didn't I? You certainly did. Okay. And good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. So How are you? To be here, and I'm happy to be on the program this afternoon. Thank you. So, Mary Jo, you got some questions for her? Yeah, I do. I've been uh, thinking about what you do, Karen. I'm wondering what what motivating factors led you to develop a practice serving divorcing clients and in, in this capacity. I looked at it from uh, a couple of angles, one of them certainly personal. I um, wanted to find a way to bring together uh, the financial knowledge that I had gained in the private sector as a CFO and business manager, uh, together with the legal knowledge and the legal experience I gained in that field over the years. And I also wanted to merge that in order to be able to serve clients better in this space. And so, yeah, so let me ask you, um, when I introduced you as a certified divorce financial analyst, a CDFA, that's actually a a, a specific designation, is that right? Absolutely, yes. It is a designation issued by the Institute of Divorce Financial Analysts, and that's where I took my training from. And uh, we go through very rigorous training in an attempt to really focus on all the nuances that are involved in couples coming through divorce and separation, um, and that's what we are trained to do and trained to focus on. Which is so yes, that is a specific designation. Which is about half the uh, marriages now, right? If, if not yes, more, yes, it is. Yeah, yes, it is. Is about fifty percent of our population today, or a little less than fifty percent, are finding themselves in a situation where they're considering divorce or separation. Okay, so do you sometimes uh, meet with people actually before they get divorced? And sometimes you meet with some people after the divorce? So there are several layers to my services being applied, and I have clients coming to me at various points in time. I do have those that are coming to me as they're considering the issue of divorce. It certainly hasn't been something they've communicated perhaps to their spouse, but something they're thinking Mm -hmm. about. So oftentimes they will come to me to talk about the positioning they need to have financially and um, how certain things will happen in in that regard um other other times uh i will be consulted for post-divorce tasks that have happened after the settlement maybe some things need to be tweaked or reanalyzed or re-strategized and of course the bulk of my work is done during the actual process of divorce so those three areas so uh what what is the cdfa advantage The CDFA advantage is the total circle of services and journeys that the CDFA can apply their services to for couples in this way. And I like to describe it in terms of these key areas. 
Uh, we provide oversight and professional review for pre- and post-natural agreements. Uh, our work is definitely a part of the financial projections for support, the retirement assets, the investment assets that the couple has in, in their marital affairs. Uh, we play a big part in bringing those negotiations to settlement as we're working with parties to try to identify what are the areas that are important in trying to build consensus. We um, also work uh, within uh, the process of uh, mediation and looking at some of the implications there. Uh, mediators work alongside us quite often in our work as they're uh, facilitating those client discussions. And then finally, our role uh, is very key in the post-divorce sector. As I make sure, I particularly do in my practice as a CDFA, I make sure that my clients are taking care of all the loose ends involved afterwards and making sure we're taking care of things such as beneficiaries, uh, such as those bank accounts, such as changing the estate plan, some of these key things that you're so caught up in being done with a divorce that you don't realize, wait a minute, we're not done. So I make sure that we take care of the post-divorce task as well. Okay. Tell you what, uh, Karen Sparks, uh, who is a certified divorce financial analyst. I will get that right. Um, Stay with us. Uh, We're going to cut to a quick commercial break here. want to make a quick mention here for the Transcendence Theater. Um, Celebrate summer with vineyards, wine, food trucks, and award-winning performances at Broadway Under the Stars in Jack London State Park. Now, i got to make a personal mention for them because I saw them last year, and it was phenomenal. I don't know if you've ever heard of them or seen them, but there's, you know, the Jack London State Park. Um, they have, It's an outdoor theater, and it was phenomenal. These guys are better than Broadway, they, and maybe that's why it's called Broadway Under the Stars. So check them out at Best Night ever.org you will not be disappointed all right here is our first trivia question in and again uh, karen i just want to let you know if you know the answer to this don't answer yet because when we come back we'll let you answer the question okay all right all right we'll do yeah we don't want to we don't want to uh, give the audience uh, uh, a hint ahead of time <laughs> all right here's the trivia question in 1996 and 2000 who was the presidential nominee from the green party all right, that's our trivia question. Call 888-912-1190. If you're the first caller with the correct answer, you're going to win that free tanning certificate, which is worth over $100. And you can also gift it to somebody, so that's a nice little gift. Uh, so here's our question. In 1996 and 2000, who was the presidential nominee for from the Green Party? All right, stay with us. You're listening to The Best of Investing. We're going to be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the Best of Investing. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mary Jo LaFay, who's an expert in reverse mortgages. She's my co-host today. Uh, Let's see here. Trivia question number one was... In 1996 and 2000, who was the presidential nominee from the Green Party? Does anyone know the answer to that? I no, hear. I don't I, believe I, I do. I hear silence. <laughs> Ralph Nader. Remember him? Yes. We ah, Ralph. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So on the um, uh, on the telephone, we have Karen Sparks, who is a certified divorce financial analyst. And by the way, Karen. Uh, are you an attorney or uh, specialty just in finance? I'm a specialty just in uh, finance. Okay. I have completed uh, my law degree, but I am not licensed to practice law and gotcha. not practice law. Okay. And I know Mary Jo has a couple of great questions for you. 
Yeah, Karen. So I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about the services of a CDFA and how those can be applied to different practice areas like litigation, mediation, and so forth. Absolutely. So starting with uh, litigation, the CDFA um, has training and ability to work in the aspect of an expert witness, doing business valuations. I'll speak from my own practice, and I've done a great deal of that uh, here in the Bay Area in Santa Clara County. Uh, I've prepared marital standard of living reports, business valuations in order to determine income, and so forth. So the CDFA can be a strong ally for attorneys and other professionals as they're preparing those family law cases for trial. So that is certainly one way in which it happens. Another way in which it happens, and I alluded to it um, in the previous question, had to do with uh, mediation. And what we bring to the mediation process for couples who seek that as a method of journeying through their divorce is we are able to step into that process and provide that clarity because oftentimes in the mediation process, where they hit the speed bump is, of course, over the finances. And all mediators don't feel comfortable getting into that or are not sure what all the nuances are. So this is a place at which the CDFA comes into that process and helps the parties through that. Another uh, that you might have heard uh, a lot about is the collaborative process. And within that, you have families who are seeking to take their divorce offline and are engaging in their negotiations outside the court system. CDFAs are a part of that process as a financial neutral. We are the ones servicing the parties, working through the data, and working through those negotiations in the collaborative process. And finally, um, consulting, which is something I do a little bit of here and there, is where I'm brought in, again, to maybe review a prenuptial agreement, or someone's having me look at their marital settlement agreement because now some changes financially need to be restructured for some things that they didn't actually anticipate at the time that agreement was being held. So oftentimes you might be called upon to review the financial arrangements in various settings. And so, so those are some of the areas, Mary Jo, uh, where we can be impactful uh, in the divorce process. So, Yeah, how often do you look at anticipated settlements and, and have, uh, you know, big red flags where you have to say, whoa, wait a minute, you, for, you guys didn't think about this? I would say quite often. I would say that most people try their best to do a good job with that, but oftentimes a lot of the details that folk don't think about are left out, and that's what our role is. Well, like taxes. Uh, Like taxes, for example. We're looking at taxes. Maybe you're not looking at the long-term effect of how that particular decision is going to play out in terms of your net worth or your ability, for example, to maybe hold on to an asset such as the marital home. I'm just listing some general things that come to play. But quite often, there are items that are missed and not considered or maybe not considered well enough in a marital settlement agreement. Sounds like there's a pretty wide array of things you have to look at. Can you share a few case studies with us to illustrate how a CDFA, the process, is applied to real-life situations? Absolutely. I have a couple that I can I can share with you, a uh, family uh, that I finished with uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, one of the, the key issues was the husband was very concerned about his retirement assets. This, this was key. And they also had uh, properties in another state. There were conflicts about whether those properties needed to be sold or whether the wife was going to hold on to those properties and, and continue to uh, invest in them. So those negotiations were quite challenging, but at the end of the day, I was able to work with both of them 
on a solution that, again, address their priorities. One of the key factors of my practice in all, all of my engagements is to make sure that I'm leaning into the priorities of the clients. So we were able to develop a situation wherein she agreed to take less of the retirement assets because her desire was to hold on to that other property to invest and to take care of. It ended up being a win-win for both parties. So that's one example. Another example is the situation in which the wife was the high wage earner, uh, the husband was a lower wage earner. However, uh, his concern uh, was his medical insurance, his concern was livelihood after the divorce and so forth. And what we were able to do in that case is from the proceeds of the marital home, we were able to A, to satisfy a lot of his concerns, particularly with having enough money to then take his own health insurance and take care of that. And we were able to then talk about a lump sum spousal buyout that would give him additional cash. And the wife was able to keep her retirement accounts with her employer. And we were able to structure all of this actually from the sale of the marital residence and be able to have both parties be able to still take money away from that sale. Uh, so those me, are yeah, let me ask you something, Karen. Um, how, do you, how do you charge for your services? Is it, is it hourly, like an attorney, or how, how do you do yours? I have structured uh, mine in flat fee retainer services, and they are based on certain amounts of time, as I have found that it takes a certain amount of time to get through various tasks at certain levels of difficulty. And um, if we do come close to exceeding that time or close to the time that we've retained together, we then um, can look at that agreement and add more time at my hourly rate. But my clients uh, really enjoy having the flat fee arrangement. They know what the parameters are of payment, and there's no guesswork in it. And I generally provide clear billing records for all of the work that I do in all of my cases. So clients are really able to kind of see how their money is being spent. And, uh, and Karen, why not, in case the audience wants to get a hold of you if they have questions about uh, divorce and finances, um, how do they get a hold of you? First of all, you can reach me by phone. The area code 650. The number is 201 6311. Please feel free to reach out to me by email as well, and that can be done at C as in Charles, D as in David, F as in Frank, A Apple, so CDFA, at Divorce Financial Strategist, with an S on the end, dot com. Very good. Karen Sparks, thank you so much for joining us on The Best of Investing today. My pleasure uh, to be here. really enjoyed it. Thank right. you, Karen. All right. Uh, that was good. Good good stuff. I, I mean, you got to get specialists in on certain areas and with divorce, I mean, there's all kinds of issues to talk about. Uh, let's see here. Okay, we are going to cut to another quick commercial and we're going to ask our trivia question number two. And then when we come back, uh, we're going to talk uh, a little bit more in depth with uh, Mary Jo LaFay about reverse mortgages. Very, very interesting. Here's our second trivia question What U.S. Territory's official motto is Where America's Day Begins? All right. Call 888-912-1190 for the first call with the correct answer. You're going to win that tanning certificate. What U.S. Territory's official motto is where America's day begins. All right. Don't touch that dial. You're listening to The Best of Investing, and we're going to be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. 
Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mary Jo LaFay. That was a good segment uh, with Karen Sparks. And we're going to go to our second trivia question. What U.S. Territory's official motto is where America's day begins? So this would be a U.S. Territory. So not a regular state. Not a regular state. And that would be Guam. Where I guess that's where the first uh, part of America starts its day. All right, so I want to make a quick mention here for the Renaissance Indian Wells Resort and Spa, which is a desert oasis for the family getaway in the Coachella Valley. It's the perfect place to recharge and relax poolside in the sandy beach area, or send the kids off for a day at fun uh, for fun at uh, day. Let's try this again. Send the kids off for a day of fun at Camp Oasis. The world-class resort features a well-appointed guest rooms, five restaurants, and a rejuvenating spa. Plus, if you book your summer family getaway today, your kids eat free. See reniandianwells.com. That's reniandianwells.com for details. Uh, you can also call 760-773-4444. So Mary Jo, you are a, an expert in reverse mortgages and we have an email here that comes in to the best of investing and says, you know, I've heard about reverse mortgages, but only recently. Are they relatively new? How long have they been around? Well, my answer to that would be compared to what? <laughs> you mean the word relatively <laughs> yes. new. That's a good point. Uh, they are relatively new compared to the, uh, the, age, of the, <laughs> the age of the universe. <laughs> but uh, no, they're, they're not really relatively new, although there uh, have been so many changes over the last few, few years that the reverse mortgages that we have available today are relatively new uh, right. because they're so different. Uh, I say they're the, uh, the revamped version of the former reverse mortgage, kind of like the former Prince. Okay. Um, so they they, um, they now have a financial assessment to help borrowers uh, guarantee that they'll be able to pay their property taxes and homeowners insurance huh. during their life expectancy. That's called a life expectancy set aside. And that money is uh, if, if people choose or if they uh, don't have the capacity to pay their property charges on their own, then we can set that money aside for them. So in a typical reverse mortgage, Either someone's given a lump sum or they can take a, an like annuity. Right? Or a line of credit. Line of credit. It, it's not really an annuity. It's a monthly payment of any amount that they choose. Gotcha. Or they okay. can choose a, a lifetime monthly payment called tenure. Tenure. Like okay. a professor that has tenure yeah, exactly. can never go away. Okay. Um, so it, there's no annuity purchase or anything like that associated with any of the reverse yeah, mortgages. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't thinking of annuity purchase like right. insurance. I just like the word annuity. <laughs> yeah, okay. right. So what happens in that case because, again, property taxes and insurance have to get paid. Mm -hmm. So we can set aside some of those available proceeds for them if they choose. And uh, some people like the idea that that responsibility is put on the lender. So it, when they get older and maybe become a little bit more forgetful and yeah. don't remember to open their mail and pay their bills, the lender's on the line to pay those for them for their life expectancy. Um, so that's that's a growing interest that people have. Mm -hmm. And also if they have a history of not paying their property charges, then, of course, uh, HUD would want us to set that aside to make sure that those are paid on their behalf to protect them. So that, that goes into the calculation of how much they'll mm -hmm. get. Right, uh, yeah. So if their property charges are 2000 a year, which is common around here because yeah. of Prop 13, and they um, have a life expectancy of 12 years, then that would be approximately $24,000. And what if the borrower says, no, no, I'll be responsible for it myself? If we can show that they have the willingness and capacity to do so, meaning a history of doing 
doing so and sufficient income, yeah. then that's fine. And what happens if they you know, do forget to pay the taxes? Uh, they will be notified promptly. Okay. And yeah. what's, what's the penalty for not um, the government charges? Well, the lender could take money out of their line of credit and pay them for them. Gotcha. Yeah. So okay. that's, that's that it's sense. it's really important that people do pay their property charges on time. Those are kind of the main uh, tenets of having a reverse mortgage is you're not responsible for much. We don't have to qualify you to make a mortgage payment because there's exactly. never one due. Yeah. Uh, but we do have to qualify you to pay your property charges. And um, you, you want to make sure that it's a house that you want to continue living in, at least, you know, for a few years if you're... Yeah. If you're going to go through the process of an appraisal and closing costs and so forth. Yeah. Is there a, a magic uh, date, so to speak, like like three years? Is that the cutoff? You know, it's funny even? because some people, um, you know, they uh, anybody that wants to obtain a reverse mortgage has to go through a one-hour counseling session by a HUD-trained counselor. And they're instructed to tell people um, that you don't want to do a reverse mortgage unless you're going to be in your home for five years. Okay. But I like to uh, take a little bit more analytical approach and say, okay, what are your other alternatives? Sure. If you don't do a reverse mortgage, Good point. what else are you going to do? do? Yeah, if you need and money, yeah. yeah, so it's it's really easy to say, you know, if then, but really you need to sit down and look at the numbers and what are the alternatives? And um, so maybe you want to, you know, take in a roommate instead. Yeah, because the, the way the, specifically with Dodd-Frank, but even before that, if you did not show the ability to repay, you, you didn't just automatically qualify for a home equity line just because you right. had equity. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I've had people that say, well, you know, the their closing costs involved in getting a reverse mortgage. So, you know, I'm, the the counselor, the HUD-trained counselor told me not to, to look at it unless I was going to be here five years. But then, yeah. you know, over those five years, even maybe they only stayed two years and their house went up in value, you know, 100000 or $200,000. So that, of course kind of uh, makes the closing costs irrelevant. Um, so it really depends on, it has to be looked at on a case-by-case basis, in my opinion. And what are your other op- um, alternatives? See, that, and, and that to me is the key. Uh, and that's what I always think of with uh, investments in general, mm-hmm. is alternatives. If I don't do this, what else am I going to do? Exactly. You know, put the money in the, you know, so for investments, you know, you have choices. Mm-hmm. You know, safest thing you can do is put the money in your hand because you know it's there, right? But you don't earn interest on it. Mm-hmm. So the next riskiest thing, you know, is to right. put it in the bank. Yeah. And then, okay, but then and then you keep going up the ladder, and it's alternative A or B. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So and for some people, just knowing that they have that large pot of tax-free money available to them if they have a health crisis or yeah. anything, you know, that they want to help their uh, one of their adult children buy a house or send a grandkid to a private college, uh, there are a lot of things that people like to do and they like to have that money available. Yeah. Because how does that work with regard to you know with some people when they have to go on like Medicare or something? Don't they look at the assets and say, well, you don't qualify because you own too much? Mm, I don't think your primary resident. I'm not an expert okay. in that field, yeah, but right. I don't think your primary residence value is considered. Okay. Um, and your reverse mortgage line of credit available cash is not an asset. It's available loan proceeds. It's kind of like having a big credit card attached yeah, to your true. house. Yeah, that's um, exactly what it is. Yeah. yeah. And the, the big benefit with the reverse mortgage line of credit is that it cannot be frozen, reduced, or canceled at the bank's whim like a HELOC or a home equity line of credit good, good can point, be. Good point, because the bank can do that. Uh, yeah, in two... 2008, they uh-huh. they froze over eight. Uh, what is it? Eight, bill, six billion dollars of HELOC credit in June of 2008. And in some cases, they just lowered it. If you some, didn't use, mm-hmm. in fact, we 
I, one time I had a mortgage broker call me and said, Edward, you better use your all your line of credit because they're probably going to limit it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, trivia question number three here is New Hampshire, New York, and Massachusetts are the three states that border which state? So what's the state that border that's these three states border? New Hampshire, New York, and Massachusetts. Three states that border what state? Call 888-912-1190. Be the first caller with the correct answer. You're going to win that tanning certificate, which, again, is worth over $100. It's a very, very nice uh, gift that we're giving away. All right, don't touch that dial. When we come back, we're going to continue on with Mary Jo LaFay, reverse mortgages, and I'll give you an update on Pacific Private Money and how the fund is doing. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the best of investing. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mary Jo LaFay. Uh, I like I like saying that. Mary Jo LaFay <laughs> rolls right off the tongue. Uh, third trivia question. New Hampshire, New York, and Massachusetts are the three states that border which state? Connecticut? Uh, no, actually, it's Vermont. Oh, bummer. Vermont. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know. We wish it was Connecticut. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Mary Jo LaFay, you are the expert in reverse mortgages, and there's a few couple of comp- topics you wanted to cover. Yes. Actually, we have two um, two big uh, pieces of news. The first one is uh, the jumbo reverse mortgage, which I've spoken about before, and that's a large part of the, uh, the business I do because of the area that I serve. I tend to have clients with really high-value homes, and, and they have, on average, mortgages from two hundred dollars to $800,000 that they'd like me to pay off for them so they don't have to make those monthly payments anymore, which okay. get to be extremely inconvenient when you're living on retirement income. Yeah. Um, so the new jumbo reverse mortgage, uh, the interest rate went down from 7.8 to 5.99. And that's a fixed interest rate. But the big news is, even after they lowered the interest rate and they raised the available loan amount to $4 million, so now you can get $4 million that you don't have to pay back for the rest of your life as long as you continue living in the house and paying your property charges on time. Now, now that, of course, means your house got to be worth (laughs) quite a lot. Oh, you know, at least $100. Yeah. (laughs) Or or $10 million, whichever Whichever is more. More. Okay, there you go. <laughs> so, um, so the big news with the jumbo reverse mortgage is that you no longer have to take all the money at closing. So that was kind of a big hit if somebody was borrowing, you know, million or two million dollars, and uh, if they didn't need it all to pay off an existing mortgage, then they would have to start accruing interest on that money right away, and oh. they wouldn't have to start paying it, but it would be accruing against their equity. And unless so, they placed it in a higher interest account, they were having negative arbitrage. Yes, not a good thing. Not a good okay. thing. So. Um, so that was kind of uh, causing a certain amount of people to shy away from taking advantage of the the high loan proceeds and the deferred repayment. And of course, they're all non-recourse loans, which mm-hmm. is huge. But the new uh, the new feature is that they now allow you to spread the payments that you receive over 60 months. So you have to take a certain amount at closing, and usually mm-hmm. that goes to pay off people's existing mortgage, yeah. so their mm-hmm. mortgage payment will go away. And then the remaining amount you can spread over payments of 60 monthly payments. And the great thing is if you decide to to take that additional money over the next 60 months, and then suddenly you need it all for some purpose, you can just accelerate the payments. So oh, you can take okay, it all at yeah. any time. So so you're not locked in to whatever you choose to do. Didn't it used to be that 
you had to have a free and clear house to, mm-hmm. to do it originally. It did, yeah. long, long time ago. Yeah, then when they were done by insurance companies and they required you to purchase an annuity and all that, that your house had to be owned free and clear. Yeah. Uh, that's that's rarely the and, case yeah. anymore. Uh, most people, especially in California, they have so much equity. The average American is retiring with 70% of their net worth held in the form of housing wealth. That, that may actually makes sense. Yeah. yeah, so over time, they tend to tap that for health issues, yep. uh, in-home care, care, a spouse's nursing home care, uh, sending kids to college. They just, you know, remodeling their kitchen, different things come up and people tap that equity. Then they hit retirement and they say, oh, wow, this payment seems a lot bigger now that our income is cut in half. So uh, we like to set them up for success and help them get rid of that monthly mortgage payment so that if the market takes a dip again, the the stock market and their their income may go down. Maybe they don't want to draw so much from their investments when their values lower. So not having a mortgage payment can help them um, increase the probability that their money will last for a 30-year retirement. Makes, makes sense. And uh, you wanted to talk about the silver. Oh, yes. Yeah. Not the silver fox. Right. Not, not the, the silver, silver hair, <laughs> but the silver. Silver divorce. Silver divorce. Yeah. And it's funny because it used to be referred to more often as gray divorce. Yeah. But uh, Dr. Barry Sachs and I have done a lot of research together and written a few academic papers together. And... Um, we decided, uh, it was actually Barry, I think, that came up with it. He said, gray divorce, that's just depressing. It is. It's yeah. depressing enough to be 72 and getting divorced, but for it to be gray, that he said, yeah. let's make it silver. That's sparklier. That's true. And so it's kind of caught on, and I've actually seen uh, other articles being written about silver divorce. He should have patented it. Yeah, he should have. Yeah, he's patented a lot of things, actually, yeah. okay. but I don't think he's patented or trademarked that. Trademarked, yeah. um, so anyway, we've done a lot of presentations to different professionals organizations, the uh, Matrimonial Lawyers and Mm. the Institute of Divorce Financial Analysts and the National Association of Professional Financial Advisors. And they're very interested in silver divorce because dividing housing wealth for retirees that are getting divorced is really a crucial part of the picture. Well, it's it's probably the biggest Mm -hmm. asset. Yeah. And it's not as easy as just, okay, we sell 100 shares of IBM and split the proceeds. Right. Then you have taxes and all sorts of things. (laughs) And usually... Doesn't one spouse want to stay in the house? Typically, one spouse wants to stay in the house, yeah. And so we can help that spouse that wants to keep the house uh, do a cash-out refinance with a reverse mortgage. So they pull money out of the equity to pay off the departing spouse, but they don't have to make a payment. So it doesn't change their cash flow. So here they they went and bought half of a million-dollar house or half of a two-million-dollar house without putting out any money. They haven't had to take money out of their investment portfolio. They haven't had to give up any of their retirement assets. Um, Nothing. It's it's just a a painless, sort of painless, after the underwriters (laughs) are done with them, (laughs) transaction. And uh, and then the the departing spouse takes their lump sum that they got from the spouse that wants to keep the house, Mm -hmm. and they use that as down payment money towards the purchase of their home, which they pay off the balance with a heckum for purchase. And now they have no mortgage payment. So now you have two retirees with uh, home ownership, and neither one of them have a mortgage payment, and neither one of them had to take money out of their income-producing assets to achieve this. That sounds very promising. It's like... A Christmas miracle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but before I forget, how do people get a hold of you? Um, I am most easily reached at my office here in Marin County, and my number is 415 459 
888-489-4979. And of course, you can find lots of information about me if you just go to MaryJoLafay.com. That's M-A-R-Y-J-O-L-A-F as in Frank, A-Y-E.com. Very good. So uh, Mark and Nam are not here today, but uh, I wanted to give a little update on the Pacific Private Money Fund, of which I have some of my retirement fund in, and I'm very happy. Uh, current yield is about seven and three quarters percent. Uh, it's paid on a monthly basis. So what I earn in a month is more than what I've been earning in a year <laughs> on some bank accounts. And the average loan to value in the fund is still right hovering just below 60 percent. Uh, still no losses. Uh, some of the loans that we've been seeing recently have been pretty smoking hot. Uh, it's pretty amazing. We, you know, they still say no 90% of the time, but the 10% that they say yes to are uh, very choice loans. Uh, some of the loans are like 25% loan to value. Some are 70% loan to value, but uh, all in all, very, very conservative. I uh, also want to make sure that uh, it's mentioned that the fund makes loans primarily in California, mostly in the Bay Area. There are a few loans that are outside of California, uh, but it, as it, the reason is because the borrower is inside California and put up uh, actually notes themselves, either actually hypothecated notes on properties in like Minnesota, but the loan values are still really good. It's people who lost their homes and then this company goes in and helps them repurchase the home and then takes a, takes a mortgage. Oh. And then, th- so this company puts up as collateral that first deed of trust. And uh, so far it's worked out uh, very, very, very well. So uh, Sounds like one- the Mother Teresa of mortgages. <laughs> in, a, in a sense it really is. I mean, it's funny, rather than being, you know, the, the uh, the guy with the the curly mustache uh-huh. and top top hat yeah. putting people onto railroad tracks. It's actually uh, yeah, it's more the Mother Teresa type. I mean, it's you know, it's fairly expensive. It's, yeah. it's not cheap, uh, you know, yeah. than a regular bank loan. But the very profitable Mother Teresa. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Mother Teresa with a dollar sign. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, best way to get a hold of them: uh, PacificPrivateMoney.com. dot uh, com. Their phone number is four one five eight eight three twenty one fifty, and inquire about uh, how you can invest with them. Uh, When we come back, the best of investing, we'll have some closing comments. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the best of investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with my special co-host, Mary Jo LaFay. She only comes on once a month, but it's always special when she comes on. Thank you very much for joining us. You're welcome. It's always fun. Okay. So uh, I did want to make a couple of uh, interesting uh, comments here about some of the loan requests that we've been seeing uh, or they've been seeing at Pacific Private Money. It's amazing. The, the loan requests are these people who, again, kind of typical where they own one home. They want to buy another home, but they can't quite qualify, usually because the bank doesn't like to see them own two homes. But we're seeing loan requests that are 25% loan to value. You know, they have a million dollars. They're wanting to buy a million dollar home. They have $750,000 they can put down, and the bank won't lend them 250000 Why not? Because the bank says, well, wait a minute, you, you haven't sold your other home yet. Uh. And even though you... Right. You know, they, they have a lot of cash to put down, uh, you know, from other investments or whatever. They, they banks just kind of are, are kind of screwy that way. <laughs> well, I, I hope they find you. 
Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, again, we, we get a lot of referrals from uh, mortgage brokers, mm-hmm. reverse mortgage mm-hmm. uh, specialists, you yeah. know, because, again, for one reason or another, maybe the person doesn't fit into the box right. of, of the HECM, as they yep. say. Um, we get referrals from banks. You know, again, banker doesn't want to lose the deal. But uh, interestingly enough, so people who want to invest in the Pacific Private Money Fund, uh, the, here's the catch. You have to be an accredited investor. So that means you have to be worth a million dollars outside of your home, or you have to make 200000 a year uh, if you're single, 300000 a year if you're married. Mm-hmm. For those people who don't qualify, they still like the idea of being the bank, basically, and earning a good rate of return of a, you know over 7%. Right. Uh, Pacific Private Money has a new website called privatemoneyloans.com. You have to register first, and then you get to see. It's like a little smorgasbord grocery mm. store of what loans they've put on the on their platform. And then you can buy either an entire note or you can uh, be a participant. So hmm. uh, they're, they're allowing uh, – you have to buy at least 20% of a deal. So if there's uh, – you know, a uh, hundred thousand dollar mortgage that's there. Mm-hmm. You can invest, but you have to put in at least twenty thousand. Well, that's that's doable for most people. Yeah. And, and those so, are loan. What loan to value are those? Uh, they'd be the same kind of what's in the fund. Mm-hmm. So what the fund has done is they'll take a loan, they'll fund it. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes what they'll do is they'll give a commitment and then they'll put it on the platform as a mm-hmm. live funding. But mm-hmm. many times they'll have funded the loan, and then after the dust settles, then they'll put it on this platform. Now, why would they do that? Well, they're going to take a servicing spread. Mm. So they make money. And the neat thing is they split that fee with the fund. So the people Mm. who are in the fund are actually making a little bit of extra income. And then it frees up some money mm-hmm. for them to go do another loan. Right. So it's it's a nice little kumbaya. Maybe a bigger loan. Yeah. 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 Exa- yeah. So or what, just getting the spread. And what yeah. are the people on the, the non-accredited um, participants what do they earn Mm -hmm. uh generally speaking they'll earn just a little bit less uh than what they would in the fund so but it's still in the seven percent range Mm -hmm. every once in a while there might be a loan in there that might pay eight percent um and you know but uh, it's good and bad i mean you don't have the diversification because you're Mm -hmm. in just that specific loan right and if that loan doesn't pay for x period of time then you're not going to get your income until things get resolved either through through foreclosure or Mm -hmm. you know a loan workout um but you can, you know, kick the bricks. You can actually see specifically where your money's going. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is there are some people who don't want to participate with other people they don't know. Right. You know, because that, in that case, you have a fractionalized deed. So, yeah. I mean, there's pros and cons to both. But anyway, you want to check them out at PacificPrivateMoney.com. And Mary Jo LaFay, thank you again for joining us on The Best of Investing. Good. Yes. That was very good information about reverse mortgages. Thank you. Here's our thoughts for the day. Knowledge of what is pos- of what is possible is the beginning of happiness. Mm, hmm. I like that one. I like that one, and this one's even better. And try to be a rainbow in someone's cloud. <laughs> and with that sappy thought, <laughs> every once in a while I got to get a little sappy yes. here. Um, see, if I did this with Mark and Nam, they'd probably slap me silly. Right. You know? But I figured Mary Jo Lefay would be very appreciative of these nice That's right. Nice, I nice like thoughts. rainbows you and like unicorns. Rainbows? Like, yes, exactly. Okay. <laughs> Tune in next week to The Best of Investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. Thank um, you. You're very welcome. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown, wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. 
For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for the best of investing on the Bay Area's business leader. AM 1220 KDLW. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which